Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Well, good afternoon, everyone. We welcome everyone to listening to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm here with former NFL player James Loving. Hey, James, how'd your week go? Not bad. Eagles won, so always a good week when they win. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did did win, that's for sure. Uh, did you get a chance to watch a, a lot of the games this weekend? No, too much careful watching them. I like to watch um, certain things yeah, like you Dallas. Did, you did. Yeah, you like did mention watch. that you'd always prefer to to play rather than just watch. So, no, I didn't get to watch. I don't even think I watched one game. Uh, pieces of it. Pieces here and there, but it's it's okay. You know, there there were some good games this past week. You know, that there was that really good game. You know, between Green Bay and and and. New England, you know that, or I'm sorry, Green Bay and 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 uh, the LA Rams. That was a good game. You know, there was there was a lot of back and forth, like, but it. Well, I feel like Green Bay could pull that lucky rabbit out of the hat. So. Well, the, there was there was an opportunity, but then you know there was there was a, a miscue or miss <laughs> on, on on the running the ball back in rather than just taking a knee. But and we'll talk a little bit about that, but. Anyway, uh, there there was just some some pretty good games this past weekend, and and this coming week I think there's going to be some more more decent games, you know, because um, this week is actually actually the New England and Green Bay game, and uh, I think people are really looking forward to that one happening. But uh, you know, we'll I guess we'll just have to see what happens when everything's said and done. But uh, yeah, I think it's I think it'd be a good game. Um, Anyway, well, let's let's get into it. So, um, on Monday, you know, both the Cleveland Browns head coach Huey Huey Jackson and offensive coordinator Todd Haley they were fired. Uh, the fire, firings were blamed on internal discord. Basically, something was going on between Jackson and Haley. So, my question is, why now after eight games of the season? Yeah, that's kind of strange they did that the way they knew that team was going to go. So that is a mystery why they do that. But um, I think a couple of weeks ago we heard that he was going to take over doing the calling of the play. But I guess that's why he's got Haley over there. You know, help Baker, Baker out and then, um, call the play. He's supposed to be this great offensive scheme guy. So something between those two happens. It's management too, so they got rid of both of them. So that's the way it is in that business. Yeah. Do you think it was more than that? More than that? I mean, because if they were going to, you know, obviously the the team hasn't won very much. I mean, I think Hugh his record was three wins, thirty six losses, and and some ties in there. You know, so obviously he hadn't hadn't been well. But if you look at the the games uh, so far for this season, I mean, they literally were, were in just about every game except for the the ones with the with the Rams. It was a that was that was a blowout, and then Pittsburgh. You know that turned out to be, you know, they got blown out on that one too. But they actually went in overtime in four of their games. You know, half their games they went into overtime with, um, and two of them they won. 
so they, they so six, six of their games they were actually in it, you know, almost from the beginning, you know, with their defenders. So they they they, actually, they do have a good team, you know, good enough, you know, to keep in there. But you know, if there's problems with with the with the staff or with the coaches, you know, sometimes that's hard to hard to to shift. So the next part, uh, you know, my question is, how does this affect Mayfield, you know, and and the rest of the the Cleveland Browns team? Well, it only affect the offensive of the players, you know. You have your offensive coordinator, Mayfield right. worked with him. So, you know, now they got to bring somebody in and got to start all over. So, you know, it's just him starting all over. Plus, it's his rookie year, so it ain't like he's been in the league four or five years. he got to change something. So, uh, he'll be all right, you know. Whoever they get to be the coach, you know, then they're bringing that person to work with him. You know, he only got eight weeks with him, so. It'd be all right, you know. Being in the game, just barely, you know, going overtime winning, that ain't nothing because the other team could have played bad or could have took them too lightly, and that's why they were in that game. That's what happened most of the time. So you right. don't know what could have been when those teams that they were in the game, you know. They just took them lightly, and that's why it happened. You know, they almost lost. And teams are like that, you know. They go in knowing they're going to blow a team out. Take them lightly, and maybe they lose or just barely win. Well, I, I guess my thing is about affecting the team, because so so the rest of the season, yes, they'll they'll they they basically took their I think their wasn't their defensive coordinator they made him the the head coach interim head coach, um, so that's going to take him away from the defense. So so they're going to maybe have some other schemes or something that that the offense has to learn or or do. And then, you know, next season, more likely they're going to have a, a new head coach. So everything's going to change. You know, there's a good chance that, that the whole whole coaching staff's going to change. Who, who knows what's going to happen? So, um, and, and, and that, that has to, I mean, it has to affect a player to a point. I mean, I, I know you went through that in college and, and, and then we, you went to the pros, you know, you had a whole different thing you had to learn. So every time it, it it takes time to to figure things out, you know you don't just jump in there and 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 know it. That'd be all right because they got a young team. They got all college players, so they they, like they starting off with veterans. They got all young teams, so they'll be all right. You know, whoever they get in there to coach next, you just gotta let them know they're gonna be there for a good four or five years. Yeah, you know, so yeah. they can get a system going. Yeah. Well, I, I guess uh, guess time will tell on that one, but yeah, I I just think that that they they were they were doing okay, but to but to go ahead and just fire him, fire the the, the head coach and the offensive coordinator like that mid season that just some something was going on. I think you're right with what you're saying that you know the, the there was there was a lot of of other things going on between the two, so. Um, so we, we kind of touched upon this. Um, during Sunday night's game between the Green Bay Packers and the L.A. Rams, Ty Montgomery made a special teams error by running a fourth-quarter kickoff out of the end zone, and then he fumbled the ball. Uh, Green Bay went on to lose 29-27. Yesterday, he was traded to the Baltimore Ravens. If he hadn't have made that special teams error, do you think he would have been traded? Probably he was in a doghouse earlier that game. That's why he was upset. Guess they pulled him, and then I guess the last week he didn't get that man carry. So 
this probably was going on with him and just hit the fan because he just fumbled. That's the only thing we're going to be talking about him if he didn't fumble. And right. he still would have got traded. So uh, it's only because he fumbled, but they probably had it in there to trade him anyway. They just don't do that off. They'll cut yeah. you further. So. Well, it was more than just a fumble. Apparently, he was also told, you know, the coach specifically said, you know, if, if, if it's in the end zone, take a knee. You know, put, put the ball into Roger's hands, let Roger do what he does. You know, they had like two minutes left of the game, get it down, they can kick a field goal and they can win the game. And he, he decided to try to play the hero and try to run it out to, to, to make some kind of play on it. And he ended up getting it fumbled. And yeah, you're right. He he'd been upset because they hadn't been playing him actually much, you know, in the last few games. So he was he was trying to prove that he should be there. You know, should be playing more because he was he was a versatile player. He's you know he running back and then he also does receiving and you know he 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 was a lot for there, especially last year. I think they used him quite a bit on offense for for those. So. I don't know. I, I think it's just uh, unfortunate, but yeah, you're right. We probably may not be talking about it, talking about him, or even making any comment to him getting traded if that the fumble hadn't happened. So, but it did, and it just seemed to put a big, a big red dot on him at that point. So, I guess we'll 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 see what happens moving forward with him with the the Ravens because they they can they can definitely use somebody like that. So. Anyway, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more of the, the trades and the shuffling of the players going on. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports. 
you're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm here with former NFL player James Loving. So, James, I'm, um, I, I'm glad you're here with us, but, you know, there, there, there's, there's lots of things going on right now, you know, with, with football, you know, in particular uh, regarding the, the trades. You know, they, the deadline was yesterday at 2 o'clock, um, or 4 o'clock Eastern time, 2 o'clock our time. Um, and there was some some interesting cha- trades going on. Um, so uh, you know, like Demetrius Thomas, sorry, Demetrius Thomas, wide receiver, was traded from the Denver Broncos to the Houston Texans. And don't they realize that Denver plays Houston this weekend? Anyway, uh, Golden Tate, wide receiver, he also was traded from the Detroit Lions to the Philadelphia Eagles. That's gonna, I think, really gonna improve Eagles. I mean, I. Eagles already are good, but they, they definitely can use someone like Golden to really enhance their receiving line. But anyway, some of the trades surrounded a hefty salary cap player. You know, I, I know Demetrius Thomas, he was supposed to be going from $9 million up to $19 million next year, and Golden Tate was on the last year of his five-year contract, and he was going to want to get paid. Um, I want to talk about some of the trades that, that happened. Uh, you know, for instance, you know, let, let's go ahead and start with, with Demetrius Thomas. Do you think that was uh, a smart move uh, for Denver to, to go ahead and, and, and let him go and, and move him to Houston? Yeah, they were going to move him anyway, you know. Um, I'm surprised they didn't do it before the season, but that's what happens, you know. You've got to get the right. Uh, I think Denver's saying their team's really not going to go anywhere. Right. So they're trying to get off some trade draft picks for next year and set it up, you know. But it wasn't a bad one for Denver or Houston. Houston needed another receiver. Um, they got the one guy, you know, but he always getting doubled. So Demarius Thomas just missed a lot of balls. I don't know if he was just tired of Denver or he just he just started to go down. But he missed a lot of balls every year. Right. Uh, It'll be something new for him, you know. Maybe he'll shine and do good there, you know. Not a bad player. Well, and he's got a great quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who's going to be throwing to him, and you know he can he can throw those long passes, and and you know Thomas is is able to to catch him, you know, when when they're close enough for him. So, um, I I think it's going to help Houston definitely, you know, because of course Will Fuller he went down this past weekend. Uh, I think he tore his ACL in the end zone, um, so that you know. So Thomas is pretty much going to replace him, uh, and and then they have DeAndre Hopkins, and then they have another rookie uh, wide receiver in there. So I think that'll that'll definitely help. But again, Denver plays Houston this weekend. That's going to be so weird to see. Uh, you know, maybe the, maybe Denver's defense is going to love you know going after Thomas. I I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was a smart move because uh, he was he was pretty much like as I said going to be going to be going to a lot of money next next year, and Denver that would put him over the cap, and 
you know, they they uh, they realize that he's he's not young and it's time to move on to younger players. So there there was this. Uh, I guess they have a receiver, uh, a, a rookie receiver for Broncos that is is they're they're looking at trying to enhance and help out and and do what uh, Demetrius Thomas did. So anyway, let's talk about Golden Tate. Um, so Detroit. <laughs> I, I, I guess one of the things that I, I wanted to say about this, the teams that are that are losing these players, um, is, is, is it saying a lot for these teams that, that, that they, they don't think they're going to be going anywhere this this year? That they're just going to go ahead and 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 finish the season out, knowing that they're not going to probably go into the playoffs, and that they're they're just preparing for next year. Is that kind of what they're looking at? Well, if you see the teams that are looking at doing something are taking players. The teams that look like they're not doing that are dumping players, trading them. So that's how you can tell. You can see Detroit go and get a player off a trade. They trade a player away. So that always informs you that a team is trying to get the big salary guys out of the way and, you know, start rebuilding from that position at a lowest seat. You know, $15 million, they probably go get somebody younger. You know, maybe one million. You know, for two years. So you know, they pay fourteen million. You know, mm-hmm. so that's what they look at when you start seeing these teams dumping players. And sometimes the players just, you know, too much for their pocket and not performing the way they should at that amount of money. So you dump them. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I think you're right. I mean, so so let's talk about. Tate. Um, so of course he he was with the Detroit Lions, and and he's always been so real tough, competitive, you know, and and he gets a lot of yards after catches too. You know, he he's always been you know hard on on defenses, you know, to try to take down. Um, and 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 he's been there I think five or six years with the Lions. So now now he's with Philadelphia. Um, and Philadelphia actually needs another receiver, you know, because Mike Wallace is out and and um, they don't have uh, their their number one running back. He's he's out for a while, or I, I think for the rest of the year. I think he, yeah, he's out because his knee. So they can they can use him. Do you think you know he'll be able to come in there and and, and make an impact? I don't know. They really didn't need him. I mean, they got good receivers. So they like they. Spread it out around a lot, you know. So they got two good receivers. They got a tight end that's real good. So there's three people you got there. You didn't really need a, another guy taking some balls from you. Should have went and got a running back. But, you know, he'll do some good inside, you know, third and three and third and five. So third down here in that slot position. So he'll help out there. But, you know, they only got him for one year. And then after that, he'll get a big contract with another team. So. They're just seeing what they can do with them for this year, which is so cheap. So that's all it is. Yeah. So the, another one, another player that kind of caught me off guard was Ha Ha Clinton Dix, um, where Green, you know, so he had been with Green Bay. Um, he's a he's a safety, um, and he got traded to uh, Washington, Washington Redskins. You know, who who need a, another safety. Um, Anyway, you know, and, and Green Bay, there was another one of their players that they had had traded away too. And one of the things that they they that they specifically said, you know, because I'm like Green Bay is not that far off from from being able to make it into the into the playoffs. 
you know, why were they getting players? But they, they said that the players that they got rid of um, wasn't that impactful to them uh, so that it wouldn't hurt them. You know, they, they had other people, you know, to take their places, you know, who, who you know, so it wouldn't be that, that hard, you know, losing these people. So, so what do you think about HaHa Clinton Dix? I mean, anytime he's in a game, I mean, he's, he's making plays. I'm a good year, you know. Just see if we can sustain it when he's playing there, you know. Washington mm-hmm. and our defense. So we'll see how he do, you know. He's having a good year so far. A lot of guys are having good years in defense. So, you know, he's up and down. We'll see if he can keep it going this year. Hey, it was a good thing for them to get him. Yeah. I I don't I don't know I I just thought that was odd. Um, the other one. So so do you think so so Jacksonville they're they're they're, they're like out of it at this point right? Or that because they're they're not playing like they are but they are. Right. I'm sure they think they're not out of it, but I mean, it depends on who's winning the West. Um, West of teams going in that division, they went losing too. And they might have a chance at least making a wild card, but as of right now, um, they out of it. It looks like they out of it, so we don't know what they think. They didn't always think they in it, so Yeah. Well and they've always had a great defense, you know, and, and they, they so they turn around and, and they they trade Dante Fowler to the Rams, you know. Um and, and that's one thing that Jacksonville's always been strong with is their defense, but I don't know what's going on this year. You know, I don't. I don't think they have that as bad or as strong of a defense as they've had in the past. Well, they probably have the same defense. They just don't have the guys have the same excitement to go out there and play. They think they're going to win every game, and found out it's not happening that way. You know, but same guys they had last year. So just got to play with more enthusiasm and you know want to win. That's true. That's true. Sometimes that's hard, harder said than done at times. So, okay. Well, I, I guess I guess that's all I want to talk about regarding the the trades. It was just it was it was interesting. And they're they're saying anymore that this is more the norm, you know, where we're going to see all these all these big name people getting traded, and uh, it shouldn't surprise anybody. So, um, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. So, so Le'Veon Bell. Running back for Pittsburgh Steelers still hasn't appeared at the Pittsburgh Steelers facility. The team has moved on with James Conner as their premier running back. Conner has 922 scrimmage yards, the second most in franchise history through seven games behind Bell's 938 yards in 2014. So Bell hasn't been on an NFL practice field in, in almost 10 months. What should the Steelers do when he does appear? They can't do nothing. They got to accept him on the team, but they cannot play him and give all the reps to Connor. But that's what you know. Whatever I want, he don't want to hurt himself and don't get a contract next year. So either way it goes, it'll work out for for Le'Veon, You know, so if they don't play him, and then you know which they shouldn't. They should keep giving that guy the reps. He's the one playing good. So. You know, that's what I would do. So, but you don't know. You know, maybe they mad want him throw him in at the eight. You're gonna make his money. You're gonna work. So, 
we'll see when he come in in week 10. Yeah, they did that last year, you know, when Le'Veon didn't, you know, didn't appear. And then when he did, you know, they, they kind of did the same thing. Um, where, where they, they turned around and gave, gave Levy on the ball and, and the running back that had been doing all the work before then just kind of got pushed to the side. And I would hate to see that, them do that to Connor because, you know, he, does, he is young. He's got young legs. So he's got great recovery. Um, obviously, he's doing well if, if he's, you know, just a little bit behind Bell's, you know, premier year in 2014. So they, you know, they, they, they need to give him a chance, you know, and, and, and Le'Veon, he's going to be gone anyway next year. You know, he'll be somewhere else. So just keep keep doing what they're doing, and, and you know, Le'Veon will be on the bench, and maybe they'll put him in every now and then, <laughs> just for old times' sakes, but I don't know. He he, he doesn't, doesn't want to play with them. So keep on moving on. So tell you what, let's take our next break. When we come back, um, I want to talk a little bit about Jack, Jacksonville Jaguars, so... We will be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or drop an email to Loving That Sports Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz, and I'm sitting here talking sports. All NFL today with former former NFL player James Loving. Hi, James. Why not? Why not? Well, as I say, we're just sitting here just talking, talking sports. You know, something that we tend to do a lot even in our free time. So 
Might as well do it while we can. So before we took a break, I was kind of mentioning um, about Jacksonville Jaguars. So they just signed Landry Jones as a backup quarterback to Blake Bortles. And if you recall, Landry Jones had been a backup quarterback with the Pittsburgh Steelers for Ben Roethlisberger for, I think, five, six years, something like that. Anyway, Bortles, as we know, has had a hot and cold season. You know, kind of like his whole career has been hot and cold. The team even benched him during a horrible game. Can the team depend on Bortles, or should they seek his replacement for next season? That's what I know about Bortles two years ago. You know, everybody was talking about how horrible he was, and he was horrible. So they, it ain't like they don't know about him. So, you know, I think they gave him that chance because last year some games he looked good and took him to, you know, but they knew what they had with him, you know. So I think uh, they're not in it no more because that division over there tough. Uh, I think they should start looking for a quarterback. I think they get him drafted, you know, and, you know, throw those out of there, plain and simple. Take them off your money, you know. You know, Bortles opened out there two years ago, and they let him stay, gave him all these chances. So, right, and they sent him to a new contract year. at that point, too. Yeah, he won't be there next year. You don't think so? How, how much longer does he have on his contract? It don't matter. They cut him. The contract ain't guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And he's not doing what he needs Literally. to do. So... I mean, I know, I know from what I've I've heard that there's not a lot of quarterbacks coming up in the draft. So, you know, and of course Landry, you know, he he's he's been in the league for a few years as a backup quarterback. I mean, should they go with something like, someone like that, or should they try to go and try to to seek another starting quarterback from another team? You know, that that's want that's ready to to let somebody go. I'm sure they got to get another veteran. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is still, you know, looking for. So, you know, this team just, they can go find a guy that's in a backup that could be a starter for a little bit, you know. So, they'll look at that and they're also going to the draft. You know, they might not get somebody in the first two-round quarterback, give them a fifth or sixth like Dak Prescott was in the, you know, seventh round. So, you know, they only got to be first quarterback in the first round or second to get, you know. Get some minus seven round and then, you know, let them learn three, four years on the bench. Well, if they'll do that, but a lot of times they won't make them. And as we've seen this season, you know, what four of the teams have are, are playing their their rookie quarterbacks and they're not doing so good. So, you know, for instance, you know, you were talking about, you know, that that uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Well. You know, they they can use him as a decoy. You know, that's what they did with Tyrod Taylor, you know, in Cleveland, is they put him in there just, just to try to have Mayfield compete. You know, to say, Hey, you know, do you do you really want to play? You know, we we got another quarterback here. You know, and, and, and Mayfield you know, it took him a couple games, but he, he was able to come in and, and show that he wanted to lead the team. So they kinda used Tyrod as, as a as a decoy. You know, and I hate to see them do that with 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 Teddy Bridgewater too. You know, they either have to go with all in with with a with a veteran or or not. Well, turns out the veteran ain't playing that good. You know, then you put the young person in, he could make the same mistake. 
you know, we'll get him that experience, you know. Depends on what their record is, you know. They got a winning record, but sometimes they just stick with them. Losing record, you pull them. Yeah. We got nothing to play for. Yeah, I just like I said, I just want to make sure that they that they do right by by some some of these players, you know, especially the ones that have been in the league long enough that have proven themselves. So, okay, um, so there's an argument uh, going on on who is the best wide receiver this season, and it's between Adam Thielen, a wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, so far, Adam has 925 receiving yards and six touchdowns. Uh, versus Tyreek Hill, wide receiver for Kansas City Chiefs. He he has 705 receiving yards and seven touchdowns, but he's very fast. So in your mind, who's the better receiver? Or who would you play if you were a head coach? Neither one of them. I mean, the only reason they get no stats like that is because your better receiver is getting doubled. And that's why you're getting single coverage. You know, Minnesota, Stephon Diggs are getting doubled, so... Even is open now. They're finding the other receivers. So it's because they're having this one year where they're getting off and getting all these stats. That's only because their main guy's been double. You know, main guy tight end. So they ain't in the case of it, no best receiver because it's their first year of doing it. Don't let them do it for years after years like Julio Jones and all them, you know. They didn't know he's talking about the best receivers, but these guys are just first year time and you know other people getting double so they're getting the ball a little bit more you know that's why that's happening because these names you're hearing you know household names you know yeah they are throwing the ball with them a lot that's true and I think you're right about them being open and, and you know getting the the distance between them and the you know separation between them and, the, and their their defender you know, they're they're been able to do it, so um, I don't know. I, I I do. I think Adam might be the real deal. I think I think he was overlooked. He's actually been in the league since 2013. You know, he so five years he's been in the league, and you know he just he he just never was a, an all around or all time player. Now he's able to get out there and show show them what he can do and. You know, so now of course he's getting his name out there. But you know, it may be next year where he's going to get double teamed, and then we'll see if he can still catch the ball. But Tyreek, Tyreek's a little different, you know, because he's very fast. You know, he can he can get past his defenders. You know, even if they double team him, he's able to get past them pretty well. So it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of fun, you know, to to see this happening. And I wanted to ask you as as a former receiver. You know what? What your opinion on this was? So, I guess we'll see what moving forward, and and if they can keep doing it year after year. But you're right. You're right. So during Sunday's game between the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Cincinnati Bengals, Jamison Winston threw four interceptions and was benched. The team says the mistakes were on Winston and not the receivers. Do you think the Tampa Bay Bucks will Buccaneers will keep Jamison? as their long-term quarterback, or will they start to look elsewhere? So this is similar to what's going on in Jacksonville. Well, they'll keep them this year and then uh, uh, see what they can get with him with a 
somebody got a first round pick or something and then they go get a quarterback. I thought, oh, but um, I think his time was starting with Tampa down the left. Fitzpatrick get hurt, they didn't put him back in, but even if Fitzpatrick played moderately good, they're going to keep him in the rest of the year because if they got Jamison back off suspension, then they pulled him already after one bad game. They're not going to keep pulling a guy, put him back in, pull him, put him back in. So to figure his time is done, we're starting unless Fitzpatrick get hurt. That's the only way he'll start again in Tampa. So is it crazy now? Yeah, to just mm-hmm. take up to a team that can get couple first round picks and get a quarterback. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I think you're right. You know, regarding Jamison, I I think this may be his last season. He's he's had issues off the field, uh, and and now he's proven that he he can't can't get it on the field with everything. Um, and and Fitz, Fitzpatrick has been stepping in and helping out, and you know, looking looking pretty good. But uh, yeah, it, it it seems like he's struggling. He's just struggling out there, you know. And and he's thrown multiple interceptions. Yeah, and and that's that's just not good, especially for the where he's at. You know, he can't afford to do that. So, well, but yeah, either, I. What's that? He ain't winning either. Or- that does hurt, you know. I, I think his passing rating is is below fifty, and and that's not that's really bad. So I I, I think they they definitely need to to look. Um, but but what I was saying when we were talking about Bortles is, you know, everything I've heard regarding the the NCAA that there's not a lot of quarterbacks, decent quarterbacks that are going to be going into the draft uh, next year. You know, so what do you do? You know, do you do you go look for at another rookie with another team, or or do you, well, you, you know, just, work? Y'all ain't a good quarterback coming up, but how you know Joe Blow from Carolina State? You know, you know he could be good. You know, you don't know just because he has a big name, right? Everybody right, I know a good quarterback coming up, but mm-hmm. you know, just like people, Tom Brady, he was he was not a, a high level quarterback, and look so, where he's he's at. Everybody's saying ain't no good quarterback. Just ain't no name, big name. They feel. I mean, that Prescott wasn't no big name. I don't look at him. Yep, yep. That's that's true. So, I guess we'll we'll see what happens uh, in the future. But yeah, they they they're just they're in trouble. I think Tampa is in trouble, just like Jacksonville. You know, they need to figure something out quick. You know the the season's done. You know it's it's kind of a throw throwaway season, but you know they got to figure out what they're going to do for next season. You know, and and keeping Fitzpatrick, you know, that might be an option to keep him keep him around as a backup quarterback. But he's not a starting quarterback. You know, year after year. But anyway, I guess we'll we'll see what they choose to do. But it's I, I think I think Jameson's time is is ending. Which is unfortunate. So, anyway, we'll take a break. When we come back. Uh, let's talk a little bit what, what what's going on with Buffalo Bills, and uh, maybe talk about uh, the Cowboys, your favorite team. We'll be right back. Hey. 
ultimate flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports fans, players, coaches, and owners are all on Twitter. And the Voice America Sports Channel is there, too. If you need to stay on top of sports news and the most current discussions, follow us today at Voice AM Sports. That's Voice AM Sports on Twitter. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz. And I'm just sitting here talking NFL with former NFL player James Loving. Hey, James. I am here. I'm here. All I'm right. Here. I'm so glad that you are here with me. So um, before we took a break, I kind of mentioned that uh, something we talk about, and I just want to touch upon this. Uh, the Buffalo Bills is on pace to being the worst of, of having the worst offense ever. The entire league is averaging about 363 yards per game with the offense, basically, and that's in this offense-friendly environment going on. The Bills' average is 234 yards, which is basically two-thirds of, of what the other teams are doing. No team has been that low since the 2005 San Francisco 49ers. Their points per game average, yards per play average, third-down conversions, rushing, all rank low. They also lead the, lead the league with throwing interceptions. So, James, what advice would you give the Bills to try to fix things? You can't give a team like that young quarterbacks. You don't know who's running back. You don't get off field problems. That team is still rebuilding, so you don't get them. Then. Just like you say, just play. Try to give people some the reps. Quarterback in and then just keep doing what they're doing. Start drafting, you know. They got a, a young defense, some players over there, young. So right now they're just in a rebuilding. They're not all the way rebuilding, you know, like other teams. Raiders are, but they're going to be able to get some players. They need to get some older players next year. 
you know, and they'll be all right. You know, they beat a couple guys this year that, you know, Minnesota they beat, blew off. So they, they, they're right there, a couple years away, a couple more players, so they'll be all right. Yeah, I... Well, I, I actually watched the game, New England and Buffalo Bills game on Monday night, and I actually was very impressed with their defense. I mean, they the game pretty much was was kept to uh, to field goals uh, for for almost the third quarter, near the end of the third quarter, before they allowed uh, New England to score a touchdown. So I was I was amazed that their defense did that. They they were very impressive, especially in in the the red the red zone. I mean, at one point New England had the ball down on the seven yard line, and three three tries, and they New England could not get the ball in. And you could tell how frustrated um, that 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 Brady was getting. You know, might have been part with the defense, might have been part with his offense, but he was very very you know baffled on on what to do. So they again. I, I think they they're, they're better in in some aspects than others. But yeah, their offense is just you know. And and I know you know he, he this is the the quarterback from Wyoming, but he's he's been out now. I think three games or coming up on three games. And uh, they put in Anderson, and then this past this last week, I think he had a concussion. So now they're going to put Peterman back in as as a starting quarterback, and Peterman just. Throws a lot of interceptions. You know, he he did good in the preseason, and then when they actually he was going to be the starting quarterback, and he came out and started the first game, and he just I, I don't know if he was nerves or, or what, but you know he just he just didn't have it and just kept throwing interceptions. So that's when they handed the job back over to to Allen. But they it's 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 a long road for them, <laughs> offensively a long road. And and you're right about McCoy. McCoy's having, you know, he's been having some issues, and he's having a hard time just trying to move the ball. But a lot of it, I think, at that point, falls on the offensive line. You know, they 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 just can't keep people the the defenders out. They're not able to do much. So I don't know. Keep rebuilding, I guess. Keep doing it. So I I, I want to talk a little bit about the Cowboys. And and we talked last week about them going out and 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 trading for Omari Cooper. Um, tell me this: uh, when it comes to Dak Prescott, of course, you know he he he's he's saying, you know, and and we do know, you know, that he doesn't have um, 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 Des Bryant, he doesn't have Witten, you know, from last year, you know, so there's two of his big big receivers that he's down. Um, and, and now putting Omari Cooper in there, you know, and according to to Jerry Jones, he, he's he's thinking that Omari's really going to raise the stakes for for Dak. What, what, what do you think on that? I don't know. Let's see how he fit in. You know, apparently Dak didn't fit in being a big receiver like Omari. So see how Omari do. You know, maybe they just on a big name. You know. To, they, at least they gave um, back somebody to work with. But, you know, we got to see where they're going to put them in the offense. You know, see how many plays to get run to them. You know, uh, you know, you don't know what he's going to do. He might not even get the plays, you know. It'll be a bust there. So, uh, big name person they got, so we'll see how it works out. You know, some guys can adjust to being on another team. Other guys can't. Yeah. 
Well, so the Cowboys play Monday night against the Tennessee Titans. And then the week after, then uh, on the 11th, they play at the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that game is what's really going to be telling for them. You know, just whether or not Omari's going to, if he's helping the team or not helping the team, or if Dak is the problem. You know, if ultimately, you know, because I, I, I heard I heard heard something um, a few days ago regarding quarterbacks, and they say a lot of times when it comes to to incomplete passes and so forth that it isn't always on the quarterback. You know, it's you know about fifty percent on the quarterback, fifty percent on the receivers. You know, um, but with Dak, I I, I, I it's I'm hard pressed to say that it's always on the receiver. Washington is, is is leading the standings for for the NFC East, um, and Dallas is two games back from them. Let, let me ask you this: Do do you think if if it continues on this way, um, do you think that Jason Garrett is out of a job at the end of the season? Jason Garrett job anyway end of the season. Only way he keep a job is he win the Super Bowl, and they ain't gonna win no Super Bowl. So no, he got a job anyway. He's he's done many for. Many years not doing nothing, so they got to go to another guy. They just get the teams, and he ain't progress with them, so he got to go. And he's 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 shown it long enough. He should be in there, you know, either winning <laughs> as Jerry Jones wants, or he's gone. So, all right, I I I I think I believe you. I I think I'm I'm with you on that. So we'll have to see. Anyway. Well, that's it for today's show. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday, and hopefully everyone will listen back in, and uh, we'll be we'll be back with some more uh, some more questions. So, have a great week, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.